Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. You are all so lovely. Our, our series, as Ari said, is entitled Identity in Action. How you see yourself translates into how you live, what you do, what you accomplish in life. So your identity really is a powerful part of who you are. But most of us don't really understand the whole identity issue. And in our culture today, it's talked about a lot, but from a very narrow-minded or secular-minded perspective. So let's talk about who are you? What is your identity? Where do you get it? Where does it come from? And how does it affect how you live? Most people identify with their family, their nationality, their race, how they were brought up, and they adopt the values of their parents, at least to some degree. And, you know, that's kind of who they are and how they live. They just continue on that same path. Some believe they can change their identity, at least on a sexual level, based on their emotions, their desires, how they feel at the moment. So that's where we get into the debate about pronouns, right? And let me just say this, you are much more than a pronoun. But in our culture, in our world today, that's become an issue because we get focused on that one part of our identity and we feel like, well, if I feel something, I can just do whatever I feel because there's really no other reason for me to live a certain way. And here's going to be the big issue today. Do you believe in God and God's word or do you just follow the natural world, the, the natural realm, your personal thoughts, desires. Let me put it like this. You have your own truth, right? So you either believe in God's truth or you have your own truth. You're either on a journey walking with the Lord or you're on your own journey doing your own thing. So this is the choices that we have, and this is where everybody's at. We're either seeking God and wanting to be like him and wanting to know him and obey and follow him, or we're, we're coming up with our own thing. And in that case, whatever you feel, go do it, right? So you feel like a man, you feel like a woman. You know, sometimes I'm not sure what I feel. I'm identifying as fluid. I'm fluid. You can't put me in a box because 
I'm fluid. This is the, the culture, the world's way of saying I'm confused. I don't know who I am. I, I don't know what I am. It depends on how I feel. Each day it changes. And, and if you're in the world where you're not following God, you're not following God's word, it's okay. Go for it. Do whatever you want to do because you have no foundation. You, you have no direction. You have no truth. You're, you're just trying to come up with your own truth. Okay, I get it. That's your right. As a human, you have the right to do that. But for the Christian, we say we're following Christ. And we know his will because of his word and because of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So now I'm going to identify with what he says about me. What he says about me is going to define me, and my feelings are going to have to get in line. My emotions and all the things in this natural world, they're just going to have to submit because my highest priority is to be the person that God created me to be. Are you with me today? Come on, if you're with me, give the Lord a hand clap right there. Have you decided your highest priority the thing you identify with most is to be the person God wants you to be. I'm not trying to be what Twitter wants me to be. I'm not trying to be what Instagram, Facebook wants me to be. I'm not trying to be what my family wants me to be, although they have influence. I'm not trying to be what the boss wants me to be. I'm not trying to be what Hollywood or the media wants me to be. My priority is to be what God created me to be. I have lifted my hand to the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, my creator. I am his creation. I'm following him, right? So if you're there, I'm talking to you, right? If you're not there, you're still trying to come up with your own truth and your own way, and you're hugging a tree, and, and you're feeling the wind, and you're following your own thing. Okay, that, okay, you have that right, but that's going to be a difficult journey. I'm just saying to you, you're probably going to end up in more pain than you should because you'll be going through relationships, you'll be going through crises, you won't know how to handle the, the crises of the world around you, you're going to struggle with that way of thinking, and that's what we see in our world. Why is anxiety so high? Well, because we're fluid, which means we're confused. We don't have a foundation to attack these problems. We don't have a way to deal with these issues. So our anxiety is high. We're drinking more beer and more wine and using more drugs, and they keep legalizing more drugs, which just creates more pain because we have no identity. So. I'm asking you, if you've not done it before, maybe give it a thought. I am who God says I am. Now I need to find out who that person is. I need to find out that identity that God gave me, and it's in the Bible. It's in the Word. I'm going to show you some of it today. You've heard these stories about people who did a DNA test because they wanted to find out who they were. But many times it doesn't go well because what you find out is not good. 
you might find out the person you thought was your father is not your father. And so now your life is spinning out of control because you base your identity on your DNA. Okay, the Bible doesn't teach you that. The Bible teaches you to base your identity on your relationship with God and on his plans, his purposes, his will for your life, right? So the world keeps trying to create identity in different ways, sexuality, DNA, whatever, position in your job, career, economics, politics. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. No. I am who God says I am. My identity is in him. Now, these other things are part of my life, but they don't identify me. They don't define me. Look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Here's an important scripture to understand how to develop our identity. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 16. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we've known Christ according to the flesh, now we know him thus no longer. In other words, now we see Christ as God in heaven. We do not identify him as a man from Galilee. He was that. And in some way still is that, but we identify him as Lord and Savior and Messiah and Christ. Okay, now what about you? You're no longer just a guy from Spanaway. I know it's a high calling. I know there are few that start at that level, but that's not who I am anymore. I did come from Spanaway, but this relationship with God has now put me in a new place. I'm a child of the kingdom. I'm a son of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I am who I am because God tells me who I am. Right? So now, so now, from now on, We no longer identify with the flesh or only through the flesh. So, my friend Slava, I don't say, oh yeah, Slava's my Ukrainian friend. Okay, well, he may be from Ukraine, but he is now a child of God, citizen of heaven, son of the Father, and his life is on a whole different level That doesn't mean he gives up his heritage or the good things of his culture and his family and his history. It just means he is who God says he is, and that's more than just a Ukrainian. Okay, now some of you, you're very connected to your race or nationality, and you let that define. It's the first thing. I'm, I am, and you are committed to that nationality, and, and you defend it, and, and you fight, and you, you argue, and you're into it, you're emotional about it, you've never lifted to the higher level, because that's just flesh. You're from a country, you were born in your flesh there, but now you've been born again. 
You've been born anew. You've been born spiritually. Who are you in that new birth? Well, you're a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. You are connected to him. So stop living on the connections you have with your flesh. In our social media world, if you look a certain way, you can get followers. And then you can hold up product, and they'll pay you money. So your identity becomes connected to your looks. So you might not say it out loud, but what you really are thinking when people say, who are you? Well, I'm good looking. I have the right hair. I have the right build. I can hold up my products and get followers. I am who my social media says I am. Okay? So that's our world, and it works if, if for, for the you know making money and all that. But if you start tying all your identity to your looks, what happens when you turn 50? 70? 80. Next week, next month, I'm with my friend for his 80th birthday. Yeah, he's not holding up any product. <laughs> Come by my skin toner. You can look like me. No. So your body's going to change. Physical things are going to change. If you're connected to the flesh only, you'll be disappointed. You'll be discouraged, and you'll always be struggling. They don't like me because of my race. They don't like me because of my age. They don't like me because of how I look. They don't like me because whatever. And you create all these traumas because you've identified with the flesh. I cannot live as a white guy with red hair. I got to get to an identity beyond that. Get, get an identity more than that. So my identity comes from my father. Father, who am I? Who am I? And God tells us we're created in his likeness and in his image. We are his sons and his daughters. We have his spirit. He gives us purpose, destiny. He says, I'll bless you and you will be a blessing. You'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be above, not beneath. You will land and not borrow. Okay, now I'm starting to see who I am. I am who I am because God tells me who I am. Now my identity has nothing to do with my color, has nothing to do with how I look, has nothing to do with if other people approve of me or like me. Now my identity is in spiritual things not fleshly things. You met people who go through midlife crises. They get sad when they turn 40 or 50 or whatever, and they're like, well, I'm not what I used to be. You identified in the wrong way. You thought your identity was tied to your flesh. And as long as you look a certain way or could do a certain amount of workout or whatever, then you felt good about yourself. But now you're older. Maybe you've had some, some physical challenges, and now you get depressed because you identified with the wrong thing. Maybe you're afraid 
of the future, afraid of getting older, afraid of having children because you might lose your figure or you might have some struggles because your identity is from the flesh and from this world. And in this culture, marriage and children are not cool. So you don't want to get married. You don't want to have kids because your identity is from this culture. But this culture is passing away. This culture is but a moment, and there'll be a new popular thing. There'll be a new movement. There'll be a new perspective, and it's constantly changing. However, if you connect with God, he never changes. He's got it right from the start. So he doesn't need to change because he's not doing it wrong. And God's identity for you will never change. He'll always see you in the same way. You're valuable no matter what age you are. You're valuable to him no matter what challenges you have. You're valuable. You're precious. You have purpose no matter what circumstances are in this world. No matter what race. No matter what. I am who I am because my father tells me who I am. And now, if you don't like me, I don't really care. No, I don't really care because my identity is not in you. My identity is from him. See, if I lose followers on Instagram, don't care. You weren't really following anyway. You're just looky-loose. Right? But the world gets caught up in that. So, oh, my gosh. They algorithmed half my followers away. They blocked my account. Oh, my God. Yeah, you tripping on the wrong stuff. You're identifying in the wrong way. When Wendy and I were 22 and 24 years old, okay, she's 22 from Wenatchee. That's one step below Spanaway. Just one, one step. Wenatchee, she's an apple picker. It might be above Spanaway. She's 22. She's from Wenatchee. I'm 24. I'm from Spanaway by way of rehab. And we started church. We rent a little building down in SeaTac, and we're going to have church. And people said, oh, man, here's another one of those crazy young people. This ain't going to last a year. They'll be gone soon. This ain't going to work. We tell we got a vision. We're going to grow church, and it's going to be a worshiping church. It's going to be a spirit. We're not, we're not going to be religious. We're not trying to be, you know, old school. We want to serve God with a new spirit. We're all excited. Yeah, whatever. Nobody believed in us. Few people started coming to church, most of them from rehab. <laughs> but then, then it started growing. Then we said, we need our own sanctuary. We need our own building. I didn't know church. Most churches don't build buildings. Most buildings have been built by denominations. I didn't know that. I said, we're going to go build our own sanctuary. And, and, and we started raising money. We bought 10 acres. And somebody said, you'll never need 10 acres. I said, oh, yeah, we're going to need a lot more. They didn't know me. They didn't, they didn't know my identity. If they would have known, they never would have said that. 
So, so I'm off. I'm going. Wendy and I are going. And people tell us we're crazy. We're like, yeah, whatever. We weren't identified with what people think. What the teacher said. Teacher told Wendy, you'll never be a communicator. Don't worry about it. You can't talk very good. What teacher would say that to Wendy? Someone who doesn't know, right? They told me, you know, drug problems, addiction problems. You're never, you're never going to be. They just didn't know. We connected our identity with God. Now all these other things don't matter anymore. Well, we started building. We cleared the land. That's all the money we had. Get the bulldozers out there. And then we stopped because we had no more money. So I started going to banks, say, hey, I want to build a church. We're only one year old, but I need a million dollars. They said, <laughs> that's what they said. They just left. I went to over 20 different banks. They didn't know me. They just let me. One guy said, you, you're, you're, you're so young, and you have red hair. Uh, what does that have to do with it? But they all said no. And you know, there's days where you feel down, and you're like, is it going to work? And come on, Wendy, you and I are the only ones believing. You know, let's kind of build ourselves. You know, you go through the ups and the downs, but we kept that identity, what God put in our life to do. Well, I went to this little bank in Tacoma, and the older gentleman, he met, he's the president of the bank, he met with me. I said, I'm pastor in SeaTac. We want to build our first sanctuary. We're only one year old. We have a vision. We have a dream. We, we, we've, by then, we had like 500 people or something. And, and he said, really? Tell me more. I said, okay. I got a lot to tell. And I told him the vision and what God had put in my life. We didn't even fill out a credit report. We didn't have any credit. How do you get credit when you're in rehab? You know, that, that bank gave us a million dollars. Yeah. I walked out of there, and they were so... He, I found out later he's a Christian man, and he just sensed there was something in me it wasn't the flesh. It wasn't my looks. It wasn't my, my carnal, natural things. It, it was something in the spirit, my identity in the Lord. I am who God says I am. He, he gave me a million dollars. We built that first building. People were like, who the, what that young whippersnapper? Who does he think he is? Oh, I think I'm somebody, all right. I think I'm who God says I am. And, and then we built another building down there, and then it, Alaska Airlines bought that one, and then we built this building here, and now we're building up in Mill Creek. Now we're building no, more sanctuaries this year. You'll see. And some of you have been saying, well, I just don't see how that's going to happen in this economy. See, you focus on the wrong things. You know who you are in Christ. You know your relationship with the Lord. Your identity is from him, not from the economy, not from the government, not from the social media, not from Hollywood, not from what the culture says. It's what God says that I care about. He defines who I am and what I will do. 
right? So that's got to be our spirit. And then when you go to work and someone talks bad or does something, you're like, eh, don't even care. I'm thinking about what God says about me. They announce, oh, the economy, oh, the cost of interest rate. Yeah, I don't even care. God's blessing me. God's making a way for me. I can prosper in the desert. When the whole thing has gone down, I'm going to keep going up. You just believe your identity is not connected to the flesh or to the world. Who you are and what you do is connected to the Lord. So have you decided that? Have you decided? Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Which side is that? Right? Stop saying those things. You've been born again. And on this new birth, you went to the other side of the tracks. Whatever side you was born on, you've been now born on the new side. And you are born again and filled with his spirit. And if his word is true and real in your life, start identifying with what God says about you. I am who I am because of what he says about me. What you say about me don't mean squat. Sorry, but I just don't care. Right? I am who God says I am. Right? Now, let me read this story in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. First, let's make sure we understand some things about God. He is who he is. God never changes because he's perfect. He is the ancient of days. He's always been and always will be, so he doesn't change. Malachi said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. Everything else changes because it's not perfect, but God is who he is, and this is the story where he's in the burning bush talking to Moses about leading Israel out of Egypt. Remember, they've been slaves for 400 and some years. And God says, all right, Moses, you got to get my people out of there. I'm going to help you. I'm going to use you. My people are getting out of that slavery, and we're going to the promised land. It's the land where I spoke to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's always been your land. It's time you get over there. And by the way, if you're confused about Palestine and Israel, just read your Bible. God gave it to the people of Israel. You don't change God. You don't argue with God. I don't even know why God does certain things. He didn't ask me. Right? But if you pick a side that's contrary to God, you will always lose. If you're going to fight God's word, God's will, God's way, you're going to lose. I'm sad about that. I'm sorry. People talk to me all the time. I just don't believe that. I'm sorry. Doesn't change. God never changes. He gave that property to Israel. Israel's going to be there. It don't matter. It don't matter who doesn't like it. Hell or high water, It ain't going to change. And some of you think you can just pick a side. You better pick God's side. Well, I feel like nobody cares what you feel like. Certainly not God. So God says to Moses, 
Indeed, when I come to the, or excuse me, Moses says to God, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me, they'll say to me, what is his name? So remember Moses had been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. So now he's 80 years old. When he was 40 years old, he killed a guy and had to run, had to hide from Egypt. So he's on the backside of the desert, and he met a little shepherd girl, and he got married, and they're just taking care of sheep. He's basically hiding out. He's on the lamb, taking care of lambs. I wonder if that's where the story, he's on the lamb, came from. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So Moses has been on the lamb, and he's been taking care of lambs. And God's in the burning bush saying, time to go back and lead my people out. So Moses is discouraged, 80 years old, been alone for the last 40, depressed, feels like a loser, feels like a failure, raised in Pharaoh's household, life ended up a nothing. He's like, I can't do it. And he couldn't talk well. He stuttered. And he said to the Lord, Lord, I can't can't lead Israel. I can't even talk. Keisha said it today in her story. She'd been through a stroke. She, She wondered if she could pray with people, could help people. Many of you have thought about doing things, but talked yourself out of it because of how you identify yourself. I'm not a very good talker. Well, I don't know how to pray. What if it doesn't work? What if they don't like me? All these doubts and questions. Moses was there. So he said, Lord, I don't even know your name, as if that's a problem. There's a bush talking to him. A voice coming out of fire. What's your name is the least thing I'd be worried about. But Moses is tripping. Right? We all are there. We're tripping. We're worried about the economy. We're worried about the kids. We're worried about the school. Ah, What are we going to do? I don't even know your name, Lord. Here is an important part about God. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. In other words, God wanted Moses to realize I am. I am everything you need. I'm everything I could be. I am eternal. I am provider. I am creator. I am father. I am healer. I am brother. I am. I am. I am. I am everything that's good. I am everything that's God. I am who I am, and I ain't never going to change. That's Moses' beginning with God. I am. So then God says to Moses, let's go. We're going to go in there. We're going to lead Israel out of slavery. Moses says, but Lord, uh, 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 I can't talk. And the father said, who made your mouth, bruh? I'm sure God said something like that. It's like, bruh. Right? You're talking to God. God says, 
this is who you are. This is what I want you to do. And you're like, uh, I'm not a very good talker. And the Lord said, really? You think that's a problem? And every argument that Moses gave to God, God's, God came back, basically was reminding him, I am who I am. I got you. Let's go. If you knew that every venture and every step of faith, God was with you, would you go? Would you, or would you stay home, watch more TV, be scared, and be poor? Well, Moses finally got it. All right, I got to go. He went into Egypt. He led Israel out. They moved 40 years later into the promised land, and they're still there today. A lot of history has happened, but it all started with that one revelation of God. I am. Now, we sing the song, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. In that song, there's a little break, and there's one line that I sing to myself every day. Every day. It goes like this. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Okay, what does that mean? That means Twitter don't tell me. Facebook don't tell me. Hollywood don't tell me. My family don't tell me. Nobody tells me who I am except the great I am. That removes the limitations. Doesn't matter what color I am. Doesn't matter what nationality I am. Doesn't matter what culture I am. Doesn't matter what IQ I am. Doesn't matter what the professor said or what the test said. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Can we take it up a key? I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I better stop singing. Tasha's going to try to get me on the praise team. Okay, do, do, are you with me? You understand? Who's the great I am? The Father said, I am who I am. Who are you? Well, I am who the I am tells me I am. He said, you're in charge. Okay, I'm in charge. Well, what if they don't like me? Come on, man. Stop. Well, I took this test one time, and it said I wasn't very talented in that area. Really? You're going to follow the test? of some professor who's only a professor because they couldn't get a job anywhere except a college? Okay, Tasha's going to be mad at me because she loves education, and I appreciate it. I love education as long as it's godly education. But some of these educators are not very smart. And you took their test and let them define you. They let you let them tell you you're not smart or tell you you're not good at this or that, but you are who God says you are. We don't care what Professor Dimwitty said. (laughs) Serious. When I was in school, Bethel High School, by the way, isn't that interesting? My high school, Russell, this is us. 
I, you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm going, going to the school. Bethel High School. You know, that's house of God. Bethel. Bethel. Is how I went to the house of God. Didn't even know it. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? But that school, no one told me I was going to succeed. No one told me I had talent. No one told me I had gifting. They all told me, you're kicked out. I mean, that's what happens when you're selling drugs in the hallway. <laughs> but the next year, I graduated in 73. In 1974, I met a man named Julius. He took me to church at our North Campus. And there I heard the I am. And he said, you are who I say you are. Not who some teacher, not who the media, not who the culture, not who the social network says. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Oh, I wish I could pour it into your mind and pour it into your heart. It's not what that numbskull boyfriend said about you. That matters nothing. It's not what the, the past broken relationship says about you. It's, it's not what the IQ test says about you. It's not what the world says about you. You are who you are because of what God says about you. And God says you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And now you are righteous in my sight. God says you're the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You will lend and not borrow. Oh, pastor, that's a little too much. I don't see. Come on, if we're going in on this, let's go all in on this. If you believe God can get you to heaven, don't you believe he can get you out of debt? I would think getting you to heaven's a little bit better trick than getting you out of debt. Don't you think he could heal you? Don't you think he could keep you strong for a long and satisfied life? Oh, but they say I'm high risk. Yeah, I'm high risk to prosper. High risk to live long. High risk to have a great life. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. You see, you think I'm playing. You think all these diagnoses and things that the world says are real and that I'm a little strange for not believing it. I believe it. I just believe God a little more. I trust God a little more. I, I, my identity comes from him a little more than it comes from this world. I'm encouraging you today. Ask yourself, who am I? Am I who the school, the family, the past, the ex says I am? I don't mean Twitter. I mean the ex-boyfriend, the ex-girlfriend, the ex-whatever, the ex-boss, all your exes that don't live in Texas. Do they define you? Do they identify you? Or are you who God says you are? And if that's true, start learning what God says about you. Learn what your Bible says about you. If you don't know where to start, be here next Sunday. 
We're going to keep going on this identity for a while, and we're going to identify in him. And I hope you'll learn and remember this line. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. When you're in a hard place on your job, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. When you're struggling with all those kids you got trying to figure out how to handle, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. When you don't know what to do about your finance and your financial pressure, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Every circumstance, I don't care what comes. God is right. God is bigger. God will outlast everything else. So find your identity in him. Okay, I was supposed to be talking about this a long time ago, but I preached myself happy. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. That's the person that brings flavor, brings out the best. Put a little salt on it, brings out the best. You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. Well, Pastor, I get nervous. Stop. Well, I, I can't really talk. Shh. Who are you? I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light of the world. Okay, act like that. Walk into the office like that. I don't mean be weird, be, be, be braggado. I don't mean, you know, be obnoxious. Just be who you are. I'm the salt of the earth. I bring the flavor. When I'm there, everything's better. You might not want to say that out loud. But you should be thinking that. Yeah, when I'm there, it's going to be better. Well, see, you said, well, it don't matter. If I'm not there, it don't matter. I'm nobody. I, I got nothing special. I am who I am because the I am tells me. The I am said, you're the salt. You bring the flavor. You're the light. You cast off darkness. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.